Hey, Christmas Angel. Welcome back to another episode of The Spiritual Gaze. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. And I'm your other host, Rudolph. And this is our twice-monthly podcast dedicated to exploring the wide reaches of spirituality without pretending that it all makes sense. Though it is my holiday wish that something in your life feels like it makes sense. Even if it's just your love for someone else. Yeah, or just your love for us. Or your love for yourself. Yeah, most importantly, your love for yourself. Are you loving yourself today? I am loving myself today. Oh, are you? Good. Yeah, I am. Um, well, someone just gave you like a really lovely massage. That was so. you. You did give me a really good <laughs> massage. You don't give me massages very often, and I always forget how gifted you are at it. Well, thank you. I am a healer. You are a healer. And you are also, why don't you just introduce yourself at this oh, point? Yeah. Uh, well, my name is actually Angel. Oh, I, right. am, <laughs> I am a writer and a film producer. Yes. And I am an astrologer. And an incredibly gifted one at that. Thanks, babes. And you? I am Brandon Alter, and I am a healer. I am a tarot reader. Uh, I'm also an astrologer and a teacher and uh, a performer and a writer and a seamstress. A cha-cha instructor. And a secretary and an equestrian. <laughs> and a prostitute. <laughs> Some days in my 20s. He's Madame X. I'm Madame X. <laughs> yeah, and we're husbands. We are husbands. We have been married now for a little over three years. And together over nine. Yeah. It's actually like nine, like last month, I guess. So as we did at the end of last year, we're just recording like a fun little bonus episode for you all because we are going on a little vacay. Uh, so consider this like our little holiday gift to y'all. So, you know, we'll do our usual little check-in bit. We had a fun little contest. Yeah, we're going to announce the winners mm -hmm. of our review contest. So if you left a review and you sent it to us, then you've been entered into a drawing for a free reading with either Angel or myself. Yeah, and don't worry, we'll be doing some more of these types of contests in the new year. So if you missed out on this one, there'll be another chance for you. Yeah. And uh, and then we're just going to kind of like recap this past year and get a little glimpse into the year ahead. So before we do that, let's uh, let's do a little check-in. Yeah. Yeah, let's do a little check-in, babes. How are you? Um, I'm doing good. I taught a really beautiful yoga class this morning. Today, as we're recording this, is officially the winter solstice, so it is the longest night and the shortest day of the year for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, for those of you who listen in the Southern Hemisphere, Where shout would that out, be? Shout out Australia, a lot of gorgeous Australian listeners who are celebrating the summer solstice. Yes, and if I could do like a Brazilian accent, I would be saying the same to all of our listeners in South America. Well, 2020 goals, honey. Yeah, I would love to get like a good Argentine accent down. So the real invitation with the winter solstice is to step into winter. And essentially, the winter months are our opportunity to reconnect to the source of our lives. And that's not something that happens in one yoga class or even in one day. It takes a whole season to really walk that inward road back to that inner lake, that inner mountain, that place that your whole life kind of springs from. So I just centered the practice around that. And we're going to a fire ceremony tonight to start to move more slowly 
and ideally in a couple weeks time move so slowly that we literally can just get still. And I was encouraging my yoga students and I encourage everyone listening, don't make any January New Year's resolutions, y'all. Like wait at least until February to do that. Give yourself a month to just slow it all the way down. And we live in a culture that ironically makes this the busiest time of the year. You're running around, you're buying presents, you're going to holiday parties, you're traveling. And that's all great and it's fun and we're doing it. But also start to remind yourself that this is a season for hibernation and for turning inwards and for processing and integration and essentially restoration, which I need so badly right now. You and me both, brother. So I'm good. I feel like I am finishing a marathon, just trying to tie up all these loose ends trying to get the newsletter ready to go, finishing up the tarot scopes, recording this podcast, teaching yoga, buying Christmas presents. And um, and I really look forward to getting on that plane. Yeah, you're in the last mile. I'm in the last mile. What about you, babe? Check in with me and all the gazers. Oh, hey, fam. Uh, I'm doing really well. I, I mean, I'm a little tired like you. I, I do feel also like at the end of a... Uh, emotional, psychological, spiritual marathon. Uh, but I feel like I hit some really good uh, like goals along the way. I mean, I officially finished working at the job I've been at for the last three years Woo-hoo! as of yesterday. She's going off on her own. Yeah. She's spreading her wings. Which is really interesting. And you reminded me last night that... My card for the year is the, or what well, has been the Seven of Wands. The Trailblazer card. She blazed a trail. Yeah. And it was funny in that moment when you brought it up last night, I was like, you know what? I really have kind of blazed a trail this year, for, you know? Um, I know. That's really the value of a year ahead spread is yeah. that you have something to actually look at as you move through the year. You're like, what am I supposed to be doing again? Yeah. But I don't even think I was like really like holding that you know, at the core of everything I was doing. It's like almost like I was paying attention to every month's sort of card, you know, and checking in on that. So it was just interesting that like at the culmination now of a year, I'm like, oh yeah, that is what happened. Well, I was (laughs) trying to remind you. But I'm also having a five of swords month, which I guess it really has been. There's been a lot of mental wrestling but it's all been for it's you know you like you've said like fives are like pivots right yeah so it has been really like a mental pivot and i feel really really good about it i feel like much more um present with my mind and that's great yeah and fives are also good. like when spirit comes in cuz four is like mm-hmm. four is like the building block you know what i mean like four is like the four elements you know and then five is like oh and spirit or like in Captain Planet, you know, like you had the four elements, then you had and heart. So like the five is also like when spirit comes in. So that's why all that mental wrestling doesn't get resolved until spirit comes into the mind. And you're like, this is this is a spiritual mind now. Well, I'm glad you are plugging my new book that'll be out next year, When Spirit Comes In. When Spirit Comes In. My memoir of okay. 2019. Angelito Lopez. <laughs> It's actually a great title. It is. It's like a good title for like then the uh, subsequent Lifetime movie about mm. me and the fir- the hit single, When Spirit Comes In, featuring Celine. It's in. my duet with Celine. Oh my goddess. You guys, that album, 
still listening to it. I'm still loving it. You know, what? I have to say, I was a little shady toward it when it first came out. I feel like I introduced it to you. Yes. And then I was like quickly kind of off the train. You and really now were. I listen to it. I listen to at least one of the songs from it every single day. Because it's so empowering. Oh my God. And she's your Aries queen. After we saw her on the like Thanksgiving day, the Macy's Thanksgiving day where she performed Imperfections. Oh. And I was like, I'm on board with this. I and know. now I really want to go see her in concert. I do too, but the tickets are so expensive. Oh, did you look? Yeah, girl. Well, we got to figure it out. All right. <laughs> when spirit comes in, take us to Celine. Take us to, to Celine. Uh, but anyhow, yeah, doing well and excited for what the future brings. Gorgeous. Uh, yeah, just excited. I'm excited too. I hope y'all are excited. Yeah. For us to announce the winners of the Spiritual Gaze first ever holiday giveaway. Oh, shoot. Is it time? Yeah. Oh, my God. Let's do it. All right, y'all. So we got some really lovely submissions. Thank you all who took the time to write reviews. And just by the way, those of you who did write reviews and didn't enter, thank you too. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Like, just all of you who gave like such kind words, everyone who's like taken the time just to like rate us, you know, the give especially the five stars. There was some, you know, a three and like a two star, but that's fine. We'll still love you as well. Um, but but the truth is, as you all know, like we offer up this podcast for free, and it's so nice when you guys give back your attention and your encouragement because it helps grow this podcast and it helps the exchange. So I just want you to know we feel it. Thank you. Okay, so full disclosure, transparency. Here's how we did the the competition, the yes. giveaway. So we got a bunch of entries and I wrote them all down and I gave them each a number. So we have a list of everybody's name or your Instagram name if we couldn't find your real name. Um, and then what we're going to do is we're going to pull two cards from the Major Arcanas. So we didn't get more than 21 submissions. So it was perfect. I've got all the Major Arcana cards spread out here face down and I'm going to pull two live on the air and then we'll see which card correlates to that number on the list. Yeah, and how about you pull one, and that'll be your reading, and I'll pull one, and that'll be my reading. I love this. All right. And then we will reach out to you, and we'll be like, hey, girl, you won, and then hey. we'll figure out how to schedule that. Yeah, or I'll be like, hey, baby, you won. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't mean it like that. Mm -hmm. All right, so here we go. I am going to pick, I'm just going to pick this one right here. So this is the Hermit card, which is number nine. Number nine, and number nine belongs to Terrence McFarland. Terrence McFarland, you've got yourself a 30-minute tarot reading with yours truly coming up in 2020. That's exciting. And maybe this is a Hermit year for you. We will find out. And now I'm going to go pick mine. So I picked Strength. Number and eight. That is one of our super listeners. That's Miss Dreamstress. Yay! Taylor Shirley. Well, you have got yourself a whole fucking natal chart reading with me. Yeah. Actually, Taylor posted something on uh, their Instagram that was like a restaurant that they frequent or whatever. And the like ticket said like VIP. And then it was like resident healer astrology witch. And I was like, yes, queen. <laughs> well, now you're about to be touched by 
Another astrology witch. An angel astrologer. Ooh, child. All right, super fun. So that was our little holiday giveaway. Thank you for entering, everybody. Um, and, and again, yeah, there will be more opportunities in the future. So don't give up. Don't give up. And you can also contact us for readings if you still want one. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I'm doing um, $10 off any uh, hour-long astrology or tarot reading if you book before the end of 2019. So save a little cash, and we can do a year-ahead spread, or we can dive into your chart and see what's going on. Yeah, I can't wait to get my year-ahead spread from you. I know. Every year we do it, usually on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. I'll take mine on New Year's Day. Oh, okay. Yeah, while we're eating the French toast casserole you make me. Oh, okay. Sure, yeah. I'm really just trying to plant that seed. Y'all. I know. You really want that French toast casserole. Brandon makes I'll make this it. amazing make French it. toast casserole if you are ever in Los Angeles and want it. No, I'm just oh my gosh. How dare you? You know what though? <laughs> he literally just like jumped up in his seat like, what are you doing? Well, what are you doing inviting strangers over to the house for French toast casserole? How about at the spiritual gaze retreat that we're going to do next year? <gasps> oh. One morning I will make, even though we'll have a professional chef who's going to make most of the food, I will make French toast casserole for Fuck everybody yes. that shows up. Wow, well, that'll be worth the price of admission alone. It's pretty special. Trust I use me. challah bread, and it's amazing. Oh, yeah, we got that new, like, Canadian maple syrup. Oh, yeah. That uh, our friends brought us. Yeah, all the way from Montreal. Girl, 2020 is about to be lit. <laughs> it's about to be a sugar rush. I can't wait. All right, so should we transition into uh, our recap and our gazing forwards? This liminal space between the years. Let's do it. All right. So this isn't quite a deep dive. It's more like a holiday, holiday transit. So we already had talked about opening next year up with a deep dive into the astrology of 2020 because we're going to be kicking off well in the second week of 2020 with the Saturn Pluto conjunction in Capricorn which we've been talking about quite a bit and January 12th I believe yes January 12th and I certainly have been feeling it and in all of my reading conversations with people um, and honestly just in my general conversations with people everyone on some level, seems to be feeling this call to up-level. I know that you and I have definitely been feeling that this year, and I am finding it in a lot of friends, these, you know, sort of leaving jobs, starting new careers, leaving relationships, starting new ones, moving. It's almost like everyone's going through some sort of, like, almost, like, mini Saturn return. And... To be going through it with this Pluto influence, it's like a complete, like, sort of like inner makeover, <laughs> you know, like like from the inside out, yeah. though, you know, like on the soul level with that Pluto influence. Uh, but we're also going to get a Saturn-Jupiter conjunction because Jupiter is about to, well, Jupiter has moved into Capricorn, but is about to start to, in the later half of the year, get into the same space that Saturn and Pluto will be in. Uh, which I think will make for a really interesting time. To me, a metaphor that I've been mm -hmm. thinking about, because Saturn-Pluto is all about restructuring. Right. So it almost feels like the Saturn-Pluto conjunction is about like really hard earth, almost like concrete that you have to like jackhammer to get to the soil underneath. So it's really disruptive. Yeah. And then we're going to plant some seeds there. Like that's the reason that we're restructuring in the first place. 
And then when Jupiter gets there, it's like Jupiter's the watering can. Jupiter's Mm -hmm. like, and now I bless all of the work that transpired. So it's worth it. You just might, you know, take some time to see the results from it. Yeah, because it's a lot of work. Well, and it's Capricorn. Capricorn is about, you know, daily commitment to the work for rewards that happen a long time from now. Yeah. So it's important to, I think, really stay present through all of this because Capricorn can get us really caught up in the future. So as much as you can stay present to the work that wants to be coming through the current experiences, that's really how you're going to, I think, lay the proper foundation for what wants to come. Totally. And the question that I think is really helpful albeit frustrating because my therapist keeps asking me this question every week. And I'm like, I don't fucking know, Don. But he keeps asking me, what is your life's work? What is your life's work? And I'm like, I'm 34 years old, man. I don't know. But that sort of question is really helpful when you think about, okay, what am I really here to do? What is the work of my soul? How can I start to talk about it? And it's very rarely just like a career path. You know, your life's work is something larger And you might consider, with all these energies, what your life's work is. So what is your life's work? How dare you? I mean, it's teaching and healing, of course. Like, it's teaching and healing, and it's making esoteric ancient practices accessible because of my Capricorn moon, conjunct Neptune. It's like making spirituality as tangible and applicable as, like, how to build something from Ikea. Like, that's really (laughs) my, you know, that's my life's work. How I'm going about doing that, it's going to wear a lot of different costumes. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. that's essentially what I'm slowly coming to understand. Well, that's good. What's your life's work? How dare you? Yeah, see, not so nice to be on the receiving end. I felt like Eileen Davidson right there. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, If y'all don't know who Eileen Davidson is... Go back and watch season five of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> um, what is my life's work? Honestly, that's something I have really been asking myself this year because uh, it caused me to make this decision to want to move out of this job path I've been in and commit to what I want to be doing, which is writing and healing and healing through writing. And writing through healing for myself. So I think those are really it. And I love that. I want that too. Yeah. And honestly, like astrology and the like, quote unquote, like new age work that I am involved in is so spot on because I mean, my midheaven is Aquarius. My 10th house is ruled by Aquarius. Uh, And I'm really fascinated to see where because everything's we're having all these massive Capricorn things going on right now and then everything's going to move into over my midheaven and into my 10th house this year uh, so or toward the end of this year so the 10th house is the career house FYI yeah and that midheaven is kind of like that point I always say it's kind of like your life purpose line you know like what kind of energy is your life purpose you know wanting to take and so for me, it is very Aquarian. So, oh, hello. I just got my nails did. They're like a sparkly blue 
opalescent and they just feel so Aquarian. I just look at them and they make me so happy. They're really beautiful. Thank you. They've inspired me to want to clean up my nails. So yeah. That I can start getting them done and, and painting them up myself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're um, going to paint them yourself? No, no. I mean, I, yeah. I want to get them done. It's a mess. But I got to paint. That's why I got to clean them up because also like... I really don't want to be biting my nails anymore. Well, when I was biting my nails, I just went and got them painted and then I wouldn't bite them because they had nail polish on them and that is disgusting. Right. (laughs) So we did go through Jupiter and Sagittarius this year, which I will say, I think when we first started it, it was like, oh my God, Jupiter and its home sign of Sag and like luck and abundance. Uh, And... I think it was easy to kind of focus on those two words of it. But the third aspect that I always think follows right after is personal growth. Mm. And I feel like, I definitely feel like I had some luck this year. (laughs) And there was definitely some abundance. But more so personal growth. More so personal growth. Opportunities for personal growth. Yeah, bitch. This year was challenging. Fuck this year. I mean, thank you. I'm so grateful for you. You transformed me from the inside out. But also, like, did you have to be so tough? Like, did you have to be so hard? Did you have to, like, just bend me over that chair and snap my spine? I'm sorry. I didn't realize that's (laughs) what was going to (laughs) happen. Oh, sorry. There's children listening. Um, But no, I feel you. And it's like, if you think about it, like, you know, Jupiter is the teacher, you know? So I do really feel like I was a student to my life this year Ooh. and just forced to fucking do my homework and pay attention in class. Yeah. Uh, but I think if we were able to do that, then you were able to face the obstacles. And if you think about it, Ganesh is uh, the Hindu god, the Hindu elephant god that's associated with Jupiter. And you know, Ganesha is the remover of obstacles. So I do feel like this year you did have to face the obstacles. You did had to you did have to come up against some obstacles. Right. It's not just like no obstacles. No. It's like here's the obstacle and then how to remove it. How to remove it. And that's the lesson, right? And we did. All of our obstacles were removed. Yeah. I mean, we're still in the process of well, removing some. Well, one big obstacle is, <laughs> is still in the process. But it is, you know. Slowly but surely. Yeah, and I think there have been some like real gifts that have come up. And I will say for us, like personally, and I would highly recommend it to everyone, Brandon and I, we've talked about it, do this abundance prayer that the brilliant Tosha Silver uh, has in her book. Um, it's not your money. It's not your money, bitch. Well, no, the bitch isn't in the title. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but uh, we've been doing this prayer, and I do feel like it's been really shifting. Yeah. It's rewiring something in us on a very deep level. Yeah. We'll post it. We'll post the prayer to the Instagram. We should. So the cards for 2019 were the Hanged Man and the Empress. And those cards connect to Neptune and Venus, respectively. And the Hanged Man really speaks to surrender, uh, which I think we all experienced. And the Empress really speaks to creativity and growing something new coming back to the body. And if you think back to how those themes maybe wove through your 2019, you might be able to develop a deeper relationship with these archetypes. I know for both of us, those obstacles that presented themselves, we had to approach them spiritually. Neptune, the hanged man. Mm -hmm. What is this trying to teach us? We can't manipulate this. We can't 
force this to get out of the way. We have to surrender. You know, I even think about like when Noche was going through cancer, we had to surrender to that. Um, and even our whole eviction process, we're having to surrender to the fact that like this is not going to be our home for very much longer. But also the Empress is like, be in your body and make the most of what you can while you're there. And I think we've done that too. Um, so I always love looking at what the cards for the year can illuminate, even though the truth is you don't really know what it's speaking to until you're there. And so the cards for 2020, because it's a four year, mm -hmm. really the emperor. I mean, the four card is the emperor card, which is all about you have a right to be here and a right to take up space. In fact, I would encourage you just like right now, wherever you are, just to say out loud, I have a right to be here and to take up space. I have a right to be here. I have a right to take up space. Yes, queen. So that's really what 2020 is all about, is taking up space in your life. But we can also look to the death card, because death is number 13, so three plus one is four, as also uh, a possible archetype to help guide us through 2020. And remember, death is not physical death, but it's the death of identity. And so those cards actually partner really well with each other when you think of, oh, who needs to die? The you that wasn't taking up space. The you that was embarrassed. The you that was ashamed. We need to step into the world as we are and own ourselves, our authenticity, and I think we're going to see that 2020 really rewards those that can do that. And I think what's interesting, too, is just astrologically, uh, because of all of these transits that are happening, it, they're very much a reset, like a beginning of a new cycle. Mm. So interesting to me, too, that the sign associated with the emperor is Aries. So even though we're entering into a pretty Capricorn heavy start of the year, there is something very Aries-like about this process of begin again, you know? It's an initiation. And interestingly, any sort of initiation usually requires a death. So let winter kill off the you that's standing in your own way so that you can begin again, free and clear, empowered, confident, Aries energy is really about being a leader and leading your own life. And if we consider some of what we've been talking about in terms of like your life's work, it would also be like, is your soul that which is leading you forwards? Mm. It's so easy to try to manipulate or control a path as opposed to saying like, well, how about I follow? How about I follow my soul? How about I follow my heart? And that's a very Aries thing too. Act first, think second. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about the... The year ahead? Well, Saturn's going to scoot into Aquarius by the end of, by the end of this year coming up. Mm -hmm. And I think that will be interesting. I just got uh, an article today from the New York Times all about the data tracking and the location tracking on the iPhone. And so Saturn and Aquarius to me just feels like responsibility for technology. And also probably some artificial intelligence stuff, which, you know, no one's really talking about that much. And that really is a really big issue for our future moving forwards. And I feel like we're going to start to get a taste of that. It might be a very uh, sci-fi year ahead. So important to own your authenticity as you start to move into those uncharted mm -hmm. waters. Delete your nudes. <laughs> Clear make, that cache. Yeah, make sure to disable whatever those things are in your settings on your iPhone that allow any company to track you and to listen in on your, <laughs> on your stuff. 
All right, but we're not gonna get. We won't get make you too crazy. I mean, I will. I'm a fucking Aquarius. I yeah. put my phone in the freezer when oh, we have trust. serious conversations. He do. Uh, but we'll yeah. So we'll get into all of that uh, in our first episode of next year. So exciting. Hun, just out of curiosity, what were some of your favorite highlights of life this past year? Highlights of life? Yeah. Oh my goddess. I mean, I loved getting to go on my shamanic intensive training up in Northern California. That mm -hmm. was definitely a highlight. And I'll be thinking about that and working with those skills for the rest of my life. So that was amazing. And my recovery and sobriety, like that's a highlight, even though it was really hard and emotional and raw, but now it just feels so light and easy. So that's definitely a highlight. And this sounds so cheesy, but making our wedding album, when I surprised you with our wedding album, like that was such a highlight to spend those days going through those photos because it was so long ago. I mean, just three years, but it feels like a long time ago. And it just reminded me of like what a magical weekend and particularly day that was. And in a lot of ways, how that ceremony initiated so much of the magic that we're currently finding ourselves walking through. So, and then of course, like Noche being cancer free, like that's a fucking highlight. Like I can't even, I can't even uh, put that into words. So grateful I am that he's, so well and back to his barky shady stubborn self <laughs> what about you what were your 2019 highlights well i definitely agree uh getting the news that noche was in the clear was probably my first big highlight of this year yeah i was very very grateful for that and honestly writing this new script that I've been working on has been a huge highlight for me this year. Uh, it's just been so fun to dive into and it's uh, been very connected to my past. So it's been really interesting to kind of connect the dot from Angel in the year 2000, you know, to in 2001 to the Angel who exists in 2019 and will exist in 2020. Uh, but yeah, that's just been so enlightening and getting uh, feedback from people who I love and respect has been really wonderful in that process. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. And because I always need a little fun too, uh, I would say all the like just joyful diva concerts I got to experience this year. You did. Oh, it was an empress year for you, girl. Yeah. All those empresses. Like, I got to just, like, you know, spend a night in the land of Lana Del Rey. I got to spend a night in the land of Ms. Jackson, if you're nasty. You got to meet her. Yeah, I got to, like, meet her and talk about astrology with her. Uh, Madame X. You saw her twice. I got to, yeah, experience Madonna Madonna show twice. She walked right by me. It was fine. Um, and and that show honestly was so emotional for me. And really, uh, I think seeing that at the end of the year, I mean, in case you don't know, I'm like such a huge Madonna fan um, through the good and the bad. And I, uh, yeah, always leave her shows feeling like I've leveled up in some way or I'm being called to it. Like it just, I don't know, I just have that vibe. Um, so there was something to also just like being in a room and like watching like a huge, like rainbow flag unfurl, um, while people were just like throwing their fists in the air. Like 
Um, and this person who doesn't have to like use her platform to send that kind of message, but does is just so inspiring to me and like makes me want to continue to use whatever tiny platform I have compared to hers, um, to try and spread, um, wisdom and hope for people. And, uh, so yeah. Um, I mean, I think there were a few other divas, but those are the ones that, oh, Robin. Hello. That was amazing. Too. Yeah. Fucking... And you're forgetting the most important diva of all. Oh yes. And I got to spend a few evenings with Brendana Summer. Thank you. I mean, so, so many, the whole spectrum of styles. So, so yeah, those nights were fucking fun as hell. <laughs> and I hope for more of them. In All 2020. right, gazers, we are going to bring this episode in for a close by pulling a card. So this card is what you need to hear to help you make the most of your holidays. So wherever you are listening to this, take a moment, tune in, ask for guidance. If you have a specific question, you're more than welcome to throw that into the cards right now as I shuffle them. And remember that this message will resonate no matter the future place or time to which you listen to this podcast. And so the message that we all need to hear is... Is what? The Nine of Swords reversed. I gotta hear that? Yeah, girl, you do. I mean, this actually makes a lot of sense because the Nine of Swords, you know, I call it the drama queen card. How dare you? And it's when we understand that our mind loves to just create worst case scenarios because it's how it imagines it might have control over what is uncontrollable, which is the future. You know, the only power we have is over ourselves in the present moment. So even if you plan for what's going to come, you don't actually have power over it. So I think the Nine of Swords shows up because Nines are leveling up their graduation. Swords are the mind. So perhaps wherever you are this holiday season, whether it's with family or friends, but it's usually heightened stakes, let's be real. It's an opportunity for you in the reverse position to gently level up with your mind and to bring the spirit into your mind, you know? Um, the Nine of Swords, even though it has a reputation for being pretty scary, because it is scary, it is dealing with our fear, I actually think is one of the most profound transformations that exist in the tarot. Because when we enter into the Nine of Swords and we face the monster, we learn how to transform our mind from this thing that scares us into this thing that actually works with us. So there's a transformation available to you, but it's through facing those fears. And I would just say, like, whatever's coming up for you is linked to that Saturn-Pluto conjunction. So don't resist it. There are really profound, really powerful, really healing transformations available to you when you acknowledge that, yes, I am afraid of this, and why, and tracking the root of it, and understanding why does my mind go to this worst-case scenario? Why am I triggered in this way? Uh, there is no greater gift you can give yourself this holiday season than telling the truth on how you feel so that you can actually face what needs facing as opposed to spending a whole nother year chasing your tail trying to get away from it. 
That's our episode, Gazers. We adore you. We can't wait to be meeting y'all in person next year as we create more in-person opportunities and online learning opportunities. We want to give a big thank you to all of our beautiful guests that came into the Spirit Room and graced us with Spirit Talks this year. Thank you for helping us to grow the healing medicine of the show. And thank you to everyone who listens to our show, who shares it with friends and interacts with us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, um, who reaches out to us, all of those uh, who we've gotten to actually like connect with uh, either through readings or just uh, in meetings. And we do really hope that in the next year uh, and heck in the next decade, I mean, this is our last show of a decade as well. We're closing out a decade, Queen. Later, teens. <laughs> it's time for our sloppy 20s. Yes. So, yeah, but thank you all so, so much. We really, truly mean it from the bottom of our hearts. We're so, so grateful for y'all. And just want to wish you a happy holidays. Whatever holidays they are that you celebrate. I know not every holiday is good for everyone, but please do what you can to take care of yourself through it all. And try to get some downtime and take care of you. We love you. And a uh, big thank you to Jay Sims for the uh, lovely interstitial beats. And until next time, this has been your transit through the spiritual game.